Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another CyberSmart podcast. My name is Andrew Walker. I'm a member of the Cybersecurity Products and Services team here at Novon Health. Today, I want to talk to you about data breaches. You've probably seen or heard about data breaches on the news. Uh, a data breach is when uh, someone is able to steal information on the internet that doesn't belong to them. We typically see companies or governments have been breached in the news, and those typically, of course, end up impacting you and I. Here in the United States, if you are impacted by a data breach, you are legally required to be informed by the entity that lost your information that had happened. So you should be aware of this if it's happening to you, uh, but that doesn't mean that you know what you need to do. So today we're going to talk about the steps you can take if you're part of a data breach, as well as some proactive steps to take even before your data is breached to protect yourself. But first, let's talk specifically about the latest and greatest in breaches, the T-Mobile data breach that just occurred. So in January, T-Mobile revealed that they were impacted by a large data breach. They are saying that between 30 and 40 million people's information were impacted by this breach. Uh, not to get too deep into the technical information, but basically what happened is a bad actor was able to access a database that was filled with certain customer information, and they were able to connect to that database and take all of that information out of it. Uh, and T-Mobile is notifying anyone who was affected by this. So if you are a T-Mobile customer, be on the lookout for communication from them if you have not already received it. The good news is T-Mobile did reveal that this database did not house any sort of financial information. So no credit card numbers, no social security numbers, uh, none of those kind of things. So at the very least, you are protected in that way in this breach. What was involved, though, are names, addresses, emails, phone numbers, date of birth, and your T-Mobile account information, including account numbers and the types of services that you have with T-Mobile. So here's some things you need to do to protect yourself if you were part of this T-Mobile data breach or part of a breach in general. The first step is simply staying alert. And now this is a true statement for anything involving the internet and not just a data breach. The internet is unfortunately a ripe ground for bad actors to try to deceive and do you know, just some dishonest sort of things to try to get information, money, whatever they can from uh, innocent users. Uh, the next thing you should definitely do is enable multi-factor authentication on any accounts that you have. Uh, you've probably heard of it also called as MFA or maybe two-factor authentication. Uh, and it's that deal where when you log in uh, to your bank, to your credit card account, to your Facebook, that you get a little prompt where it's going to send you a text message with a number or a little thing that you have to swipe. Uh, if you're logging in through the VPN, you usually get these as well. It's just an extra step that helps confirm you are the one who is trying to log into your accounts and it protects your information. And pretty much anything online is going to have two-factor or multi-factor authentication. Uh, so definitely make sure you sign up for those. The next thing you want to do is watch out for phishing emails using your info. So bad actors are going to want to try to use this information that they have stolen to send phishing emails to folks and trick them into thinking they're actually talking with T-Mobile or someone else uh, by using those names, those addresses. They're going to use that information to make themselves seem familiar and get you to lower your guard. Always pay attention to where an email is coming from, the context of the email, is everything spelled correctly. If anything looks fishy about it at all, you can forward it to uh, the phishing mailbox here at Novant Health using the report message button in your inbox. Um, if it's a personal email, you can reach out directly to the company that it seems to be coming from to, to verify any of the information in it. In the same vein, you need to watch out also for something called vishing. 
uh, or smishing. Those are both related to your phone. Uh, vishing is voice phishing. Smishing is text message phishing. Um, it's where they're going to use phone calls or text messages, again, using this same information to try to convince you that they're someone they're not. And what their goals there are is to get login information, passwords, credit card numbers, any of those kind of details that they weren't able to get in this, that's going to let them do more bad things, whether that's stealing money from you or opening accounts in your name or just selling that information for more money. Now, we already talked about how fortunate it was that there was no financial information involved in this T-Mobile breach. But what if there had been? What would you need to do? Well, there are several things you can do to protect yourself in the event that your financial information and uh, further identity information is stolen. One of them is credit fraud alerts. You can set up credit fraud alerts with the major three credit bureaus in the United States. And that basically forces them to do some extra clarifications before they issue new lines of credit. So if you were to set up these credit fraud alerts and then you were to legitimately go try to open a new credit card, those credit bureaus would have to reach out to you and confirm that you are the one who is trying to open that credit card account. It's a simple extra step that's going to stop a lot of fraud from happening. It's just like locking the doors on your car. If someone really wants to try to get in, they're gonna find a way to do it, but most of the time they're gonna see that door is locked and they're gonna move on. You can also do something called a credit freeze with the credit bureaus, and that's gonna freeze your credit exactly as it is, and no one will be able to open any line of credit at all in your name, including yourself, uh, but it's a great way to let things cool off and wait and see what is happening and what really ended up getting revealed in, in some sort of data breach. And then you can also sign up for an identity monitoring service. Uh, there are several of these out there. LifeLock is one that a lot of people have heard of, and they're just going to monitor things on the internet for your information and let you know that it's out there, that something was done with your credit or with your information to verify that it was you or give you a chance to respond if it was not. Some proactive ways to protect yourself if you've not been part of a data breach, or even if you were and you just want to do some extra steps, uh, some things that you can do are checking your credit report. You are entitled to a free credit report from each of the three major credit bureaus here in the United States. You can space those out over the course of the year, one every four months, and just check it for any kind of anomalies, any things that are incorrect, anything that looks suspicious. You can reach out and get those things corrected. You can get them stopped or get them fixed. It's a great way to be aware of what is happening with your credit, whether you are part of a breach or not. Uh, you should set up financial account alerts with your banking and credit cards. Uh, what this is are alerts to let you know about weird or strange transactions. Now, most banks and credit cards will already give you a call if they see something that looks a little odd to them, but you can make that even more granular. If you never use your card in the middle of the night, you can set up alerts to automatically let you know that your card was used in the middle of the night. Uh, you can have it set up if they're used in any strange locations, any amounts over a certain amount. Maybe you never spend more than 50 bucks at a time, so you set it up for anything over $100. That way you know if someone's trying to spend a bunch of your money at once before they get caught. You can go to haveibeenpwned.com to find out what sort of information about you was or has been breached in the past. Uh, so Have I Been Pwned is a website that collects data from all of these different breaches for folks like us to be able to check ourselves. You can put in an email address, you can put in a password, and it will tell you if that password value or if that email address was part of a breach It'll tell you what breach it was a part of, what other information was in that breach, and it's a great way to know if something you're using has already been compromised that you need to go in and change. And then there's a couple options with those uh, that are also some extra proactive steps. If it's an account that you don't use anymore that's been breached, just delete it. 
And even if you're if it's not been breached and there's accounts you have that you don't use anymore on different websites, delete them. Uh, there's no sense in having that information out there to potentially be stolen if it's not giving you any value anymore. Uh, most websites have uh, something under settings or help to delete, and if not, you should be able to reach out to the website or the service to figure out how to delete your account. The other thing you should definitely look into doing is switching to a password manager. A password manager is going to let you use a unique password at each and every site that you use uh, while making it less work for you overall. I know it's difficult to come up with a unique password for each and every account and website that you do things on. Why do I need a different password for my Domino's Pizza app uh, and my McDonald's app? But the truth is, having one common password is going to enable a bad actor to steal that password and access a whole lot of your stuff. If you use a password manager, you come up with one very strong password that you have to remember, and then you let the password manager just create random passphrases to be used on each of your other accounts. It handles all the logging in for you and it makes it a lot simpler and makes all of your accounts extremely secure. I highly recommend that you look into that, but at the very least, make sure all of your financial accounts have a different unique password from each other. That way, in the event of some sort of data breach, all of your accounts aren't exposed at the same time. But here at Novant Health, we are trying our very best to make sure that we protect the patient data and team member information that we have stored on our networks. And a big part of that defense is you and I. We have to be aware of the potential risks and things that are out there uh, to try to steal information from us and make us the unfortunate subject of a data breach. And the way that you can do that is by keeping your eyes open, staying aware, and reporting any sort of suspicious activity that you see to the cybersecurity products and services team. If you see something that you think is a cybersecurity risk or something that seems strange, you can report it through the security incident portal on the uh, Team Member Solution Center. Simply open the Team Member Solution Center on iConnect, go to DPS, and under quick links, you should see report a cybersecurity issue. It's that simple. If you get a suspicious email that you think might be phishing, simply click the report message button in the top right of Outlook. If you can't find that, you can also forward it to phish, P-H-I-S-H, at novonhealth.org. Uh, you can also go to CyberSmart for additional resources on what to do if you see something that seems suspicious, if you just want more information about cybersecurity and doing things that are CyberSmart, or if you just have other questions that you want answered. Data breaches are an unfortunate part of the world that we live in now with everything connected by the internet and everything being digital. It's up to us to stay aware and do the things that we can do to protect ourselves, as well as protecting our team members and our patients' information. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen with me today. I hope that this was informative. If you have any questions at all, please head on over to CyberSmart where you can find all the information you can need and you can reach out to us directly with any questions. We'll be happy to chat with you. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye.